Hello everybody, welcome back to Fastgate Rewatch and Season 2, Episode 7. I am Carmel Hats and joining me is Red Nightmare. Woo! Yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah, who's hungry? Who wants to eat? The answer is literally everybody. <laughs> I mean, that, that's my permanent state of mind. Yeah. <laughs> but that's also how we find the crew of Moya this episode. And yeah, we'll be talking about the episode Home on the Remains. Which is, like we said, seventh episode of season two, just after Picture, if you will, where we saw Moldus come back. It's been a while since we've had, like, you know, the main storyline come back. Yeah, it's been a bit of detour adventures the last few weeks. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that continues uh, with this episode. So, yeah, let's start it off. Like we said, the sort of hook of the episode is that everybody is starving and they're out of food. Yeah. Apparently, they burned through those crackers really quickly. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean, obviously there's time spent in between episodes, so maybe it was a while. There. I don't know. <laughs> or they found out that you can't actually live off of crackers. Or the fact that John shot a lot of them <laughs> that <laughs> probably didn't help, yeah. But anyway, what they're doing is Moya has arrived at the remains of a budong. Oh, this is so cool. Yeah, there's, there's a great shot of... It's a creature in space... It's a space creature, not a living ship like Moya, not a no. biomechanoid, an actual biological being, but it's enormous. It's bigger than Moya. It's... Moya can just fly into its mouth. Yeah, it's huge. And we have that effect shot. Um, like, it's the opening shot of the episode is, like, Moya hanging around it, the outside. It's uh, Yeah, Moya is just slightly smaller than one of its teeth. It's ridiculously yeah. big. It's insane. Yeah, we're we're into like if you had any doubts about Fastgate being the, on the science fantasy side of science fiction, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean this should this should put them away. <laughs> I'm like, could this thing eat planets? It's not that big. No, okay. It's still pretty big. It could probably gobble up an entire city, a small town, in one bite. You could definitely eat asteroids and things like that. Yeah, yeah New York. But this one isn't actually alive. It's a it's mostly a skeleton or like it's a corpse. Yeah, it's a carcass. And it's actually somewhere Chiana used to live. And so she's led them back here because she reckons that they can get food from the, quote, mining colony that lives inside the, yeah. the rotting corpse of this giant animal. I love the entire concept of this. Yeah, it's like a, a really, giant really space cool. creature rotting away and that people have basically made a living on it. Mining things from inside of it. It's yeah. pretty cool. And, I mean, to be that large, your body has to be made out of some kind of weird materials that might be worth, you know, money. Yeah. Or something. If you can survive in zero-G, probably for your entire life. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's where they're headed. And they're so out of food that everybody... I mean, everybody's starving. And while they're talking about, like, how are we going to get food out of these guys, <laughs> just... Crichton starts frying something on the hot plate because they're in the in the kitchen in the yeah it's it's a freaking mentat. <laughs> We're bringing back the references. No, it's it's a dentic. So yeah, yeah he's dentic. he's frying up dentics and he's like, hey, you can eat anything if it's fried. <laughs> yeah, you know he's Which from the south. He's from the south of of America, not South. America. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, which I find funny because it reminds me of Dargo choking him, being like, don't. Swallow a dentic. Well, we find out why, because he tries frying them and then eating them, and they're disgusting and horrible. Yeah. And he just is like, yeah, arfs it up in his hand, and then just puts it in the in the trash can that is vaguely Rigel shaped. Well, he, yeah, he shoves it in Rigel's face, but Rigel also doesn't want it. Well, it's, it's like they're they're dentics. We know that they're minty. Like, can you imagine <laughs> like a fried minty thing? Oh, a, it's horrible. A fried minty worm. That could go two ways. That's either horrible or surprisingly tasty. And I think I'm, it would the first. Uh, horrible. <laughs> so we also find out in this scene that Chiana, when she uh, used to live there, she actually stole from her friends before she left. Yeah. So they're like, oh, and your plan is for us to go and ask them for food. I'm sure that will go well. Yeah. Great. It's like, hi, hi, remember me? Yes. Oh crap, you do remember me. Yeah. <laughs> and to further complicate things, Zan enters, 
and she's also starving hungry, but mm -hmm. that presents an additional problem for everybody because she is, for want of a better word, she's budding. Yeah, she has all these tiny buds all over her face, and apparently she's exhuming spores. Yeah, and she says if she doesn't have food soon, she'll die, and that it's a seemingly a lot worse for her. Yeah, it's bad. Let's just keep it at that for now. We'll find out more about what's going on with her later. Yeah, and I think that's when we cut to titles because we have, okay, everybody's hungry, fine. But then the extra kind of kick is, oh no, Zan is actually maybe going to die. And oh. Titles, whoa. So we come back from titles and we're on the Budong now. We've mm -hmm. flown over there. We actually get a shot, a CG tracking shot going inside it right into the yeah. mining colony, which is pretty neat. There's actually one scene before this where Dargo and John are going down and Aaron has to stay because oh, yeah. John and Dargo are actually highly allergic to the pollen that Zan yeah. is producing. And I, I like the line of Aaron's like, oh great, I get to stay here with the blooming blue bush. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and they're both just sneezing heavily like, oh, I have to go. <laughs> so yeah. It's not everywhere. So then we get the tracking shot into the colony and we meet everybody and actually it's great because it tracks in mm -hmm. and there's not like a, then a transition there's like a an open hole or like a hole which has the real shot in it which we then sort of zoom into effectively it's, yeah i like i like some of the uh, editing and transitions in this episode yeah and also something else to mention is the set design because we have mm -hmm. uh like it's a mining town it's like a you've got People with stalls, people with carts, people washing things. It all looks a bit dingy. Oh yeah. Wrapped together, you use what you have. It's very, um, <laughs> it's very Mad Max yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, that was the exact same thing I was thinking when I saw this. Yeah, and the set design for this part, at least, is actually, you know, pretty solid and mm -hmm. looks looks good. So Chana, John, and Dargo are down on the Budong, and Rigel as well, actually. Yeah. And so they've. Chan's got a plan to get some food. She's going to go see her friend who she knew and you know, convince him to give her some food. And then an attack ha happens. Yeah, klaxons go off, yeah. lights start blaring. And, Wait, no, that's the other way around. Well, lights you know. go on, klaxons start blaring. Yeah, that's, that, that's <laughs> all yeah. But um, somebody gets wheeled out of the, quote, the mines in a cart. And it's actually Chiana's friend called Temon who she was going to ask the, for food from. Uh, of course it is. Yeah, so he's hurt badly, and he seems to be covered in some kind of goop, and she's sort of standing over him. It's like, oh, no, oh, no, it's, it's me, it's Chiana. He's See, like... Whatever it was ripped a piece out of his abdomen or something. Yeah, something bad. And he says, no, I'm done, you have to help me. And Chiana actually finishes him, basically. Yeah, and Dargo pulls her away right after. He's like... What well, the hell's mod are you doing? Well, because Dargo sound like Rigel. Yeah, that's that's not how he sounds. <laughs> no, Chiana. <laughs> but anyway, he, he Temon was basically he was so badly hurt he was going to die, and he's like, put me out of my misery. Mm -hmm. So that's what Chiana did, which leaves them with a problem because now they have to get try and get food from somebody else who is called Basog. Who is apparently his brother. Yeah, his brother. And, and I do like that he arrives on the scene and says, "You did well, Chiana." These cowards around here wouldn't have had the guts to do that. And, Put him out of his misery. And actually, the design of Basog and Temon as well, they both have similar mm -hmm. designs. They're kind of alien with some pointy ears, but the oddest thing is that they've got a large head, mm -hmm. uh, bald, he bald, no hair, with a big crack right down the middle of it. Like a, yeah. It's, it looks Starts like... Somewhere halfway their forehead and then goes all the way to the back. I think it's supposed to be a scar. I don't think it's... Alien? I, Maybe? I it's hard to tell. Sure. I, I got the idea that it was more than just a scar. Mm. And his costuming actually is really cool. Like, all the set yeah. design and costuming in this episode is for the most part, for the yeah, most part, for the most part. part, pretty good. I think you know where I'm going with that. I think I know where which, you're going as which well. Which we'll yeah. get to uh, later. But yeah, he's, I mean, it actually kind of looks very, almost medieval in what he's wearing with mm. like some furs and leather belt straps and things and he's he's clearly in command or in charge now and he's like why are you here she's like well we're all dying of starvation we want to get some food and he's like well if you want food you have to give me your weapons 
Darko's not having any of it. He's like, no, I Joe's won't. like, fine, here you go, Marshall. Yeah. He's like, come on, Dargo, just give him the gun, we'll get the food, it's and a we'll go. <laughs> it's a gun sword. Damn it, John, it's a gun sword. I bet Dargo likes Final Fantasy VIII. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet he does. Gun swords, yeah! <laughs> it's like, he, when he was a kid, when the player of Dargo was a kid, he was so into that shit. <laughs> like, oh, oh, can I make a character who has a sword that is also a gun? Fine, <sighs> okay, afraid. fine, yeah, why not, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but they hand over the weapons uh, reluctantly, and then Basog says, "Actually, he'll feed her friends, feed Chiana's friends, but not Chiana because she already used up his charity." Fair. Yeah, and so uh, the others leave to go get their food, and Chiana is sort of left by herself. But she runs into an old friend of hers who's called Altana, who she goes to uh, eat with and discuss the old times and you know, how things are going. Because what they're actually doing there, they're mining for. Uh, what are they called? There's, there's certain crystals deep inside the corpse of the Budong that are worth mm-hmm. lots of uh, lots of money. I guess the equivalent of our kidney stones or something. Yeah, actually, that's the point. That's the point. It's something like that. And turns out Altana has actually hit a big score, mm-hmm. a vein of those crystals, and she's like, I'm going to mine this out and get out of here. And actually, she wants to share it with Chiana. Yeah, it's like out of nowhere. It's like Gianna's like, I'm happy for you. And then Altana's like, well, be happy for yourself because I want you to have a share. Yeah, they're clearly it's, very good friends. From it's way apparently back. enough, like Altana said, it's enough for 10 lifetimes. So mm. apparently can share, she can share a few lifetimes. The problem is actually that because of the attack that happened in the mines that cost Temon his life, there's actually a creature in there that attacks people. Mm-hmm. And so Basog has closed the mines off while... Uh, they go look for it but Altana reckons that no we've there's a problem with the fact with my discovery because yeah Basog's closed the mines off I reckon he's gonna go get to it before I do yeah basically scoop it out underneath me ah so back on Moya we find Aaron and Zan and Zan is just really kind of exhausted and not barely able to speak really Mm -hmm. and Aaron is trying to mix uh, salve. It's basically a potion. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I like how Aaron's like, "Come on, Zen, help me here. Oh, you need to put those two together." Okay, it's making smoke. Is that supposed to happen? Uh, Zan, Zan, goddammit. Yeah. Also, my note of this down. It's uh, about. Tw- it's almost exactly. I think it's twelve minutes in, and mm-hmm. in the shot where. Aaron is mixing the potion there you can very just slightly see a boom mic drop into shot <laughs> I was like no that does it 12 o'clock boom mic <laughs> 12 minutes I, well I didn't notice it so that's, that's <laughs> I, I that had bad. to go back and I was like wait was that a boom mic I was like god damn it <laughs> come on Farscape come on yeah but Zan has kind of gone I guess catatonic and is like uh yeah. And then Pilot gets on the comms and says that the spores that um, Zan is producing are actually beginning to numb Moya. Which is freaking impressive that one Delvian can do that. I mean, John and Dargo were allergic and sneezing, and Aaron's been fine for now. Mm-hmm. But now, like, Moya is having some issues, so they really need to start sorting this out. The scrubbers are already at... Uh, yeah, full capacity, sense, so. yeah. So, back on the Budong... Rigel is complaining about the food because they they've got the food. <laughs> of course, he's complaining about the food. Yeah. <laughs> they've got the food. It's just it's kind of like it's space cabbage, really. It's not. Yeah. It's not very nice, and they're eating some of it. And yeah, Rigel's complaining, and then he looks behind him to where Basog is, and Basog is eating some meat. Oh, where did you get meat? I want I want meat. I said, you want meat? You have to work for meat. I am no dominant. I don't work for this side. Nah. Like you eat no meat. <laughs> and then John again is like, ignore my friend. <laughs> We're grateful for the stuff. Thank you. And then just shut up. Let's get the food and get out of here. <laughs> I just shut the hell up. Yeah, it's the second time John's had to be like, okay, let's not make any more trouble. Let's get our food and go. Yeah, and the saga's. As they start talking, like we need, we need more enough food to get us to the next system. Basog's like, "Well, this is the charity part. For anything more, you'll have to work in the mines." I mean, like Basog is kind of a bit of a dick, but I can understand. It's like you know, 
We're not going to give everything out to the people who just no. show up. We've got other people to feed as well. Especially not friends of somebody who we knew that stole from us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but what Rigel notices is there's some people playing a game. Uh-oh. Over in the corner, it's like, Ah, oh, hmm, maybe I can uh, scam some money out of these people. And say, I mean, it's... it worked last time. Yeah. And he said, I like the part where... I think Basog comes over and says, do you play? And he's like, I'm about to. <laughs> so he clearly doesn't actually know what the game is. So yeah, good. Uh -oh. this sounds like a great idea, Rigel. What can possibly go wrong? I see wrong? no reason that this could possibly go wrong. <laughs> and if you know anything about drama, you know where that sentence yeah, usually leads. It's nowhere good. Yep. So Crichton grabs the food and heads back up to Zan. And he gets, they get up there, and he's just even worse now. You know, he's streaming, can barely, it's like, breathe. Yeah. And so he goes and is like, hey, Zan, got you some food. Have some, uh, have some food. And she's like, no, I need meat. It's like, oh, God, no, you don't want meat. It has cholesterol and it's just bad makes for you. blood pressure high. And it's like, and then she suddenly grabs his hand. Yeah. And I think it's very, very tightly. Oh, yeah, very tightly. John's in pain. Yeah. By the way, her eyes are yellow at this point. Yeah. They start, actually, from the start of the episode, they're yellow instead of her regular blue. Oh, yeah, and I think we did mention that she's budding. By that means she's got, like, little flower buds all over her face. Leaf buds. It's a little unsettling, to yeah, be and But the buds are going, getting bigger, and there's more of them, and they're reaching out further from her head. Yeah, yeah. Actually turning into tiny twigs with buds <laughs> in the end. Yeah, and she's kind of going a bit, I guess, reverting a little bit because she says, okay, I need animal proteins to stop budding cycle. Buds, she's saying this in like very simple words and sentences mm -hmm. like, buds evolve for protection, poison predators so they can eat them because the Delvian is then immobilized from hunger. So it's like, get me meat, I need meat or I'm going to die. I, oh. I love this. I love this. So basically, whenever Delvian gets really, really hungry, this process starts releasing all these pollen, which basically kills any animals in the neighbor in the vicinity, not any other Delvians, because Delvians are plants, and then they can eat those, and once they eat meat, the process stops. That's pretty That cool. actually makes a lot of sense. That's it's <laughs> it's a crazy process, but it's it works. Biologically I could see that being a defense mechanism, yes. Yeah. But the problem is that Zan is getting more and more intense about this and is like, well, you get the feeling that it's going more on instinct, and if she doesn't eat meat soon, she's going to attack everybody. I'm mostly surprised where she's getting all this energy from. Yeah, and then we cut, we get to a close-up of her face, and her eyes go from yellow, they go red. Yeah. And we're like, oh no, we've seen that happen before, and it uh -oh. doesn't mean anything good. That would, that, no. Nope. No, 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 no. So, and then we have a fade to black, which I think, I, I think that's another, that's a commercial cut right yeah, there. Yeah, that was clearly a commercial cut. Of like... Oh no, oh no, it's all going wrong. And then we cut back. So we come back and back to the Budong where Rigel is playing. I don't think this guy ever gets named, but uh, in the script and in the synopsis it's called Vija. And he's playing him out of game. We you know, we don't know the rules of the game. They don't matter. It doesn't matter. It, no. They're pushing colored... It's clear that Rigel's losing. Yeah, they're pushing colored bits of glass around a table. And it's yeah, a different right. game from the one we saw in... Um... The Flax. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, again, I just, like, the... I mentioned the costuming on this guy. Like, he's got kind of, like, a dirty face because he's a miner and all that. Mm -hmm. But he's wearing, like, a patterned waistcoat. He's got, like, a... It looks to be, like, a chainmail necklace and mm -hmm. studs on the waistcoat. It actually looks really good. And he's got, like, a visor. Like, a yeah, kind of like a... Uh, poker player yeah one something. of those poker player via uh, caps it actually looks really good and like I said the costuming and is and most of the set design is really solid and mm -hmm. the reason I keep talking about this is there isn't much else to talk about this episode um, well, that's but, true it's pretty straightforward <laughs> yeah. which is fine but what we find out is that Vija cheats and wins <laughs> which is apparently part of the game he says you cheated it's like of course I cheated it's part of the game and he figures out that Rigel doesn't actually have anything to bet he's gambling on nothing yeah he basically said oh, I have these crystals and uh, oh, if you win you get them but yeah he figures Rigel out and says right you have to go into the mines get me my crystals because you owe me so yeah. good job um, to kill you you <laughs> kill me you won't get any crystals Again, this... get them one way or another 
Yeah, this part with them going to do various things to get food is a, seems a little bit on the D and D side, where they're like, "Okay, I'm gonna go play a game because I know how to do that," and you yeah. rolled really badly, so you yeah. lost. Like, ah, like, oh. oh, crap! <laughs> now we're in trouble. <laughs> After that scene, we go to see Chiana, who's with Basog. Mm-hmm. Chiana is um, what's the word? Well, she's, I think, flirting is not strong enough. Yeah. She's coming on to him heavily. Yeah, he turns around from her because she's like sitting on a chair, and then she sort of climbs up on his back, puts her arm around uh, his neck, and is sort of like slowly just even in music. Yeah, and she's so kind of gets into that. She's sort of moving around him and like kind of rubbing herself up against him a little bit, and is. And then she puts her fingers into the crack in his forehead. That's why I thought it wasn't a scar. Yeah, and God. Seems the, to be... Oh god, the Foley team have <laughs> decided yes, let's let's make sure that we get the squelching noises of her putting her hand inside the crack in his head. <laughs> Thanks, that's great, I needed that. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm glad that happened. It's gross and weird. <laughs> Sorry. It's, like, it's a different culture, Hats. How can you be so insensitive? It's the okay, if you're just just doing it, it's fine. It's just the the uh, the <laughs> like oh god oh no I don't didn't need that <laughs> but anyway it's clear that these two obviously they have history and I think it's either in this scene or a previous one maybe a later one I forget but he says that uh, Chiana chose Temon over him yeah and but, Chiana says back well, maybe I chose wrong yeah and that's in this scene yeah right it is in this scene and basically Chiana is trying to get some food out of him by well he clearly he wants well she says like a, a night with him mm-hmm. but no he clearly wants more than that and Dargo also shows up while this is going on <laughs> and it's just like no I won't let you do it we won't do this we'll, we'll work and yeah and we'll... I, I like that Dargo actually attacks Basong he just walks in and punches him in the face first yeah. of all and then chokes him yeah and, it's like, and then we need the meat uh... now or our friend is gonna die and he's like too bad, you must pay. You don't have it. And then Chiana says, like, well, maybe I can provide you something yeah. that, you, that you want. Then she says, okay, one night. And that I like Basak says, no, 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 no. I play for keeps. A life for a life. Uh, he's just... <laughs> he's a freaking asshole. He, he is, yeah. And they're not going to find me any other way because he hid it all also. Mm. So this is the prospect that we're left with. So Dargo and Chiana then have an argument about what happened. They walk out from his hut and walk around the colony. We walk past Love the set design here. So good. There's like a big open hut with... I guess it looks like it's made out of scales, but it's like metallic mm-hmm. scales. And you've got... You've got you know, you've got torches in the background. I mean, like flaming torches. You've got... It looks like a place where people are working and living. And it does that while also seeming very sci-fi. And yeah, it it's just really good. And that used Mad Max aesthetic and... That's why, like, I know that we said, you know, you don't have to watch along with us. You can, you know, just listen to the podcast. That's fine. But some of the things, like, we, it's hard to do justice to yeah. just by describing them. Look up some pictures if you can of this. Yeah, episode, even if it's if, definitely look worth up some it. Screen caps. It's very cool, and that's something that Farscape almost always does well, even if like the rest of the episode is crap. Say, mm-hmm. I mean, this episode isn't terrible, so we're all right. But yeah, they're having an argument, Dargo and Chiana. Chiana is okay with this. She's like, you know what? I'll do what I have to do to survive. Yeah. That's what I always do. Dargo's like, I won't allow it. No. Chiana's like, I don't need somebody to tell me what to do. And Actually, importantly, she says, I don't need another brother. Yeah. I just lost a brother. Dargo's like, I don't want to be your brother. And it's like, what do you want? And then he says, I want to help you. Yeah. I don't need any of your help. Yeah, and she goes off. Goddamn teenagers. Yeah, and so what Dargo says he'll do is he'll go and help Altana to get the crystals from the mine. Yeah. What I didn't get is why they, did, they didn't get Altana to the crystal she was cleaning in the scene with Gianna. Yeah. Like, can't we use that to buy a piece of meat for Zan and yeah. then get the rest later? Mm. Like. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> we want to make sure that we have enough, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, now we head back to Moya again with Aaron and Zan, and <laughs> Aaron has rigged up a series of lights. Basically on, a light show. <laughs> yeah, on either side of uh, Zan, and Pilot, she's talking to Pilot over the comms, is like, like, 
is that going to help? And <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I've no idea what I'm doing, but she's a plant, right? This should work. Yeah, she likes light. Let's. This should help. <laughs> it doesn't. It really doesn't. It re this, this, she should have figured out that this doesn't work. No, and so she switches the lights on. They're incredibly bright and just bathing Zan in light. And all it does is make the budding worse. Yeah, because she's just got a lot of energy from the light to improve that process. Yeah, and it's just firing out spores. I think we get a close-up of, of one of her buds, which is just, it's framed against a black background, but it just starts putting out loads and loads of spores, and it's just, the entire room is filled with spores now, and we have... Yeah, and, and I also popping. like that we see a few spore balls popping or something. Yeah, in midair. And it's like, oh, okay, you've only made things worse. Good job. Well done. And Zan accuses Eren of trying to kill her, trying to burn her with the light or whatever. And I'm like, if she wanted to kill you, she would just yeah, she but, just used a gun. Yeah, but I mean, Zan's not thinking straight no. at all. And they're like, right, we need to fix this because already Moya was feeling the effects. Now you've made it worse and Moya is going to be in a lot of trouble and so is everybody else. Because Eren is also starting to feel the effects of the spores. She's also starting to have a reaction to it. Yeah, it's basically really bad hay fever. Um, oh, I hate hay fever. Yeah, it's so bad. Oh, yeah. I hope I don't get that this year. No, please, no, please. <laughs> so, meanwhile, back on the Budong, Crichton... He sees Chiana talking to Basog. Basog is not moving. He's, you know, not negotiating how long she has to stay with him. She's trying to, you know, say, oh, you know, maybe uh, maybe a week or a half a cycle or... Yeah. yeah. He's like, nope, permanently or nothing. God. You know my terms. God damn it. And so she walks off and is like, ah, oh, this isn't working. Meets up with John. And John asks, like, have you seen Dargo? Where is he? She he wants to the mines with Otana. Excuse me? Yeah. What? <laughs> and John's like, okay. So I think he's saying to himself, you know, nothing's ever easy, is it? Nothing ever goes smooth. Yeah, so he's going to go find Dargo. And we cut back to Moya, and mm. Moya's senses are weakening from the spores. It's not good. I love the cut, by the way. Oh, yeah? Because we see John walking past mm. the camera, and it like the camera sweeps to the side. During the sweep, we go over to the scene of Aaron walking towards Pilot. Oh, it's a, it's a whip round. Whip uh, round. Whip round, that's what they're called, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like the camera, yeah, turns very suddenly, and that mo motion is matched by the the cut into the next scene. Yeah. yeah. Farscape does actually do that, that kind of thing pretty often. It can do more interesting things with their cuts, and mm -hmm. it's not I like that. straightforward. It's like we go from one action to the other. Yeah, you're basically, you're matching the movement so it's a smoother transition. Mm -hmm. Which is, yeah, it works pretty well. But yeah, Moya is getting really weak from the spores. It's not good. Her senses are being numbed, effectively, and mm -hmm. if they don't get rid of the spores soon, she may end up being permanently blinded. Yeah. And we're in Pilot's Den for this scene, and the spores are there as well. They're just flooding the, throughout the ship. They're everywhere. Yeah. So what Aaron proposes is that we get a transport pod ready to get Zan away from Moya while we try and fix this. Especially once they're off Moya, they can basically just open everything and flush all the spores out. But what Pilot is scared of is like, yeah, but you'll still be in the middle right. of those spores. What you'll... about you? And Aaron's like, don't worry about me. You know, we need to save Moya. And also it's like, I mean, she's holding up pretty well. Judging by what Pilot is saying, Aaron can hold this out a lot longer than Moya. But they've got to find a solution soon, otherwise somebody's going to be in trouble. And all this time I'm like, where is Zan getting all this mass from? Like, Maybe it's just converting her in... Turn, like maybe she's wasting away by producing ooh. spores. I don't know. Yeah, that, ooh, that makes sense. Well, it's kind of like how well when humans get malnourished, they start to use up their fat reserves and mm -hmm. burn through all of that, which is why you you know get really skinny if you don't eat and, and yeah, you start taking uh, taking out your proteins. Yeah, exactly. Muscles. It's probably something like that. If you want to, yeah, you know, okay, it makes sense. If you want to explain how that works, so there you go. I mean, it didn't need an explanation. That's no. what I wanted to say next. But I like that explanation actually. Hey. <laughs> All right. So that's their plan. Let's get Zan into a transport pod. Only problem is Zan has vanished. So, yay, great, this is all going well. <laughs> and freaking tastic. Meanwhile, back on the Budong, uh, Rigel is mining. He's mining at <sighs> well, a sort to call of it mining. He's, he's, he's tapping he's, away at a crystal. Yeah, did you see what he was using for well, that? It was the stick he was using to play the game with, yeah. wasn't it? 
Apparently his opponent uh, basically tossed him down his mind and was like, well, what you got, good luck. Start start picking away, start getting your depth back. And so Crichton finds Rigel and is like, okay, have you seen Dargo? He's like, no, don't know where he is. And it's like, right, come on, let's go. We've got to go find Dargo. And he's like, are you nuts? I've got a crystal here. I'm like, going to be rich. <laughs> Dargo has a whole bunch of them. And I like that he grabs Rigel's eyebrow. He's like, oh! Like, this, this, this is, is your ear, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Fragile knots. And it's like, okay, then let's get going! <laughs> He's like, ah! Ah! <laughs> but um, as they're about to leave, there's a whistling noise, a very high-pitched whistle, and the monster turns up. The monster, by the way, is called a Kidva, they mentioned, and it just runs in to attack both of them. Well, actually, we have... John's left to go find Dargo, and you hear the whistle... Actually, mm-hmm. before we talk about what the Kidva looks like... Yeah, yeah, let's talk about this, because this uh, is where we're heading. Yeah, I saw that as well. It's like, okay, the set design for the mining town or mining colony is great, looks really good. When we're inside the Budong and they're in the mines... Especially in the tunnels. The tunnels are really... Basically just tense. It's cheap plastic, like yeah. stretched plastic, and it's really obvious, and it yeah. just doesn't look good. I noticed this the first time around. I was like, "Oh no, come yeah. on, guys!" It, like, it, yeah. I guess I guess that's the budget cut they had to make, and there is only a few scenes in here. But ah, oh, damn. Yeah, it's it's clearly supposed to be kind of, I guess, the flesh of the. I guess it's supposed to be a vein or something, but it I just, think it's, it. Yeah, whatever it is, it it just doesn't work. No, it's very much like here's some stretched plastic tents, yeah. and yeah, it really stands. It stands out because everything else looks really good, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, okay. I don't know if there's any info about this, but part of me wonders if they just stretched some things over the corridor sets from Moya. Oh, oh, that could have been the case. That they on the inside they lined that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that could have happened. It's a, it's a similar shape with like the curved walls. Yeah. I would I would maybe bet money on that, but I don't uh, I don't have any info on that. I've I've looked for anything from behind the scenes. I wouldn't and... go, I wouldn't go so far as to bet money on it, but I would not be surprised if that's the case. Yeah, <laughs> at all. It just it doesn't look good, and it looks kind of cheap oh. and tacky, and it's it's a shame. Anyway, um, John is he's sort of he hears the whistle and hears something moving around, and we get like he crouches down. And we see silhouetted behind him is the Kidva. Yeah. And then it sort of lurches at him. And it's basically a gorilla. It, it moves like it's a, a gorilla. It's a gorilla lion. It's a gorilla lion. Yeah, it moves like a gorilla. It's sort of dark fur and has big teeth and kind of, I think, lidded over eyes that probably can't see anything. Almost and, like segmented eyes. Yeah, and it's, thankfully, it's it's a man in a suit. It's not like a yeah. bad CG monster. No, it's I, like I'm quite, quite glad with man in a suit. But they, they do not consistently use the same sound of this creature. Because once it charges John for the first time, it's like, oh, I can clearly hear a lion in there. That sound never comes back ever again. <laughs> no. Basically, it cycles through the animal kingdom at some point. <laughs> yeah. So John runs away from it back into the cavern where Rigel was working and just leaps onto Rigel. I like that Rigel, no, no. Rigel's just like, I'm sorry, John. His chair just goes up. <laughs> he's like, you're on your own. Like, no, you don't. He just grabs onto it and he's like, go up, go up. I can't make it go any higher. You need to let go, otherwise we both die. <laughs> the Kidva can barely reach it, They're almost. Just above it, only barely. But Crichton, yeah, he won't let go and... And Rachel's like, listen, if you won't let go, I'll bite your fingers off. So he just starts biting John's fingers. Yeah, John bites his eyebrow. No, no, no. He starts biting John's finger, and then we hear the whistling sound again. Yep. And the Kidva leaves. But Rachel's still biting, so John's like, okay, fine, then I'll bite you in the ear. Yeah, and then they both let go. And we get, <laughs> it's like, well, uh, I'd prefer that the dentic tasted better than you. <laughs> Right, I like I like that John says, "Well, you taste it worse." Yeah. <laughs> so now we go back to Moira again, and the budding is still happening. Obviously, Zan is hiding. Aaron can't find her. It's all gone wrong. You see a close-up shot of Zan basically exuding spores from her mouth. Oh yeah, it's really weird. Like she's the spores again are with, just flying everywhere. Again with the black background for some reason. Yeah, and she's just 
yeah, like you said, exuding spores out of her mouth, out of everywhere. There's a lot. There's so many of them. Mm. Yeah, like you said, it is weird how much she's actually producing. Enough to apparently cripple all Leviathan. And Pilot says, well, you know, if we can't find her, we may have to flush the atmosphere anyway. It's a, it's a very short scene. It's not actually much going on. No, it's but, not very long. No. So then we go back to the Budong and Dargo and Altana. Are, they've, they've already been through the mines. They're like, okay, I've got the stuff. Let's. Uh, and they actually they have a bit of a chat. I like this chat. They're talking about Chiana. Altana is actually quite positive about Chiana. She would like she's. She, we always had fun, and she's a smart kid, and she has a heart of gold. She'll get the food for your uh, friend, no matter what. And that's yeah. basically what Dargo's afraid of. Altana actually asks Dargo if uh, are you and Chiana together. And he says no. No, and I like that she says no or not yet. And Dargo just... That's up to her. Doesn't, yeah, that's up to her. So there's something, you know... I mean, we, we've had hints at it before. Yeah, it's, it's not it, out of nowhere, which is not always there's nice. There's small, small hints in previous episodes. Not as strong as the relationship we've seen building between uh, John and Aaron. No, definitely not. So, but meanwhile, while they're having this conversation, we sort of have some cuts away to the Kidvo, which is apparently stalking them. Mm -hmm. They're going to be in trouble fairly soon. But before we see anything like that, we cut back to Maya again, and Aaron is up in command and she's like okay we can't find Zan seal off command and decompress Moya yeah because Pilot only says way. we only have it's, we're moments from permanent blindness for Moya we need to do something now yeah it's the only way to do it and Erin is you know she feels really uh, bad about this and the Pilot is very reluctant as well because he he's he says like yeah. if we do this and she's not safe somewhere Zan will die yeah, and it's it's kind of a, it's a little bit emotional, which is then undercut when they <laughs> depressurize and you have the DRD. Yeah. <laughs> it just goes... <laughs> <laughs> like, poor DRD. It's like, there's there's a DRD floating somewhere through space. Yeah, I just love the... It's... Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages <laughs> of a small DRD. I just love that it, it's just sort of sitting there and it's like... Huh? Huh? It gets thrown <laughs> backwards. That, it actually looks like it's trying to resist the yeah. vacuums, the, the sucking motion. And like, so they do that, and then they close off command. Like, all right, how long is it going to take to repressurize? It's going to take an arm to repressurize. Mm. So, Zan is dead. Yeah, as far as they know, they're like, okay, well, mm -hmm. that's Zan. We had to do that, otherwise Moya... Please, Sam, please forgive us. Yeah, exactly. That's what Aaron actually says. Mm. Then we go back to the Budong and see the Kidva just attack uh, Dargo and Altana, killing yeah. Altana, um, but just knocking Dargo out. Yeah. And there's the whistle again, and it runs off. There go the crystals, there goes Altana, and... And the next shot uh, scene is Altana and Dargo being brought back to the camp. We actually get a scene if he drags off Altana and like whacks on the ground. Oh. It's really bad. It's really yeah. painful to Especially watch. Especially the sounds. Yeah. At this point. It's like Ugh. crunching. And before it actually like, because it's set up clearly that it's gonna eat her or something. And before that happens, it gets taken away by the the whistle mm -hmm. and yep. runs off. And then we have a cut back to the camp with John and Chiana. And Chiana's worried about Dargo. You know, he hasn't been back. Where are they? What's going on? And then the creature alarm goes off. They're like, oh no, we've got a Kiva attack. And he's like, they just have a scene of Dargo and Altana being brought back to mm -hmm. the camp. And Dargo is heavily wounded. He's bleeding out of his mouth, barely able to speak. Yeah. And Altana's lying on the cart. Well, she's dead. Yeah, she's very dead. And uh, Basog says, you know, we found your friends too late, but I managed to scare the creature off. Tiana asks Basog, how did this happen? You know. And he's like, well, we closed off the mines for a reason, and you should have stayed out. Fair, actually. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he's an asshole, but he does have a point. Mm. And then Chiana says, tells Quentin, she reckons that Basog killed Artana because he knew about the vein and... Where does this come it from? It does kind of come out of nowhere. And, like, how, how, how did they come to this conclusion? I like, mean, he did it. No, there's a monster in there, and that's been killing people. If we've had the idea has been planted that Basog was only closed the mines to get to Altana's vein of crystals, but we don't really know that that's based on anything. 
And we have no idea to assume the sock has anything to do with the creature. The, but then Chalice like, like, yes, we I hear don't... the whistling thing, but that could be anything. Yes, like Chalice, like, I don't trust him though, but he did it. And you know, you can you could rationalize this as Chiana being upset and looking to blame someone. Fair. But yeah, it does kind of come out of nowhere that she's like, "You did it, you I, you I, asshole." I have an alibi. <laughs> I was here the whole time. So, and again, we go back to Moya. Like these are the, we've got these two threads running simultaneously, mm-hmm. and turns out these are connected. Yeah, they are. And turns out that uh, actually Zan is not in the depressurized part of Moya. He's not dead. No, <gasps> the shock. What? In fact, she just comes down. I'm not quite sure. She, she floats she down. Floats yes. down from the ceiling. How I don't Freaking know. Magic. Yeah. it's well, all right, she is a power, she's a wizard, she can do whatever she wants, I guess. <laughs> but she floats. She's a strong, independent woman, she can do whatever she wants. I, sure. Gravity got no, got no hold on her. Yeah, she floats down behind her and she's in command the whole time, so she's not dead, which is good, but she's trying to kill, she wants to kill Aaron, which is bad. Yeah. Aaron's first line should have been, oh god, Sam, I'm so glad you're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> That's not her first line, it's like, sorry? Yeah. You have to understand what we were doing. Zan's like, no, don't want to save. Aaron wants to kill. Aaron always hated me. Came to Delvio, imprisoned me. It's like, okay, those were peacekeepers. I'm not a peacekeeper. It's like, you're plotting with Pilot against me. Ah, you're all against me. It's like, no, what you're doing is hurting Moya. Yeah, and this is when you start to get through to Zan. It's like, you're harming Moya. It's like, no, I would never harm Moya. But you are, and you need to realize this. And you, you, know, you need to think straight. And I love what she does. For sake of your goddess, think. Yeah, and she says, you know, you're a tenth level power. You can you train to control your thoughts. Yeah, very smart to go to the core of Zan, and you can see that she's slowly coming back. And she it's... asks Aaron, like, "Can you help me?" And Aaron puts her hands on her shoulder, uh, on Zan's shoulders, and then goes in for a peacekeeper mind melt, aka a headbutt. <laughs> yeah, headbutt to the face. Just, I actually thought they were going to mind melt, but oh yeah, do some like uh, unity stuff. But in this case, it was just like I Bam. like I said, a peacekeeper mind melt. <laughs> Bam! Biff, and then knocks out uh, knocks out Zan. It's yeah. like pilot, get the transport ready. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And so back on uh, the Boodog, Crichton has gone into the mines, wandering about with his torch. And I'm okay. I'm I'm looking at the scene again, mm-hmm. and the shot of where he comes around the corner. I am now a hundred percent convinced that they actually repurposed Moya sets for this. Okay. Because I've seen this shot, this shot composition in Moya, just the same composition of framing, and the, it looks identical. Okay, Just, so it okay. is more, yeah. It has to be, right? Like, it has to be. I'm convinced that that's what it is. We found you out, home on the remains. We found you out. <laughs> but what he's doing is he's following Vasog because mm-hmm. Vasog has a stash of all his meat. He's like, oh, I'll go grab some of that. He actually finds the stash. He's, like, looking at it. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll grab me some of that. And then just basically steal from him and get out of there. Yeah, and then Vasog, of course, shows up behind him. Well, it's because he literally just walks out of shot, and then John, like, walks in and is like, oh, here's the thing. And he just, like, he hasn't, he's been gone for less than, like, a minute, and he just comes straight back. Like, he was just hanging out on the other side of the room. He's like, uh, wait, what's going on here? Wait a minute. Or at least wait <laughs> like, a bit, John. Like, wait till he's out of the room. But he comes back in, and uh, actually he gets out a little disc, puts it in his mouth, and blows it. And guess what? It's the whistling noise that we've been hearing. Yeah, we've and, heard that before. And the Kidva comes along. And it turns out that, hey, guess what? <laughs> Gianna was right. Yeah. I was actually wondering if the call was a, deter- a deterrent or a basically a dog whistle to it's, come over. It's a dog whistle, yeah. Yeah, it's apparently a dog whistle. So, yeah, Basog and has been, well, I don't say working with, but the Kidra is effectively his pet, which he yeah. can command, go into the mines, kill people, stop them from getting stashes. So he has been running this whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been a bit crooked about this whole thing and it's mostly by coincidence that Chiana is right because there wasn't much evidence but hey (laughs) he's the bad guy and so he sets the Kidva on uh, Crichton and then he he himself leaves because he hears Chiana yeah so we have the fight with Crichton and the Kidva which (laughs) part of me loves this fight it's kind kind of hokey but I do like it it definitely is 
In fact, I mean, I think <laughs> the first thing he does is he's like, oh, you want this meat, boy? You want this meat, meat? And he yeah. like throws it. It's like, go get it. Go get it. Good and boy. And he goes, looks at the other side. It's like, no, no, no. That way. That way. <laughs> and, and actually just turns around and back on. Smacks him in the face. And then he's like, okay, fine. No more of this Kirk shit. And then he just kicks it in the nuts. <laughs> yeah. Kicks it in the me folks in the balls. <laughs> just lying on the ground. Just and Chris is like, like, low blow, John. Low I, I just, blow. It's not even uh, like implode. There's like a, there's a shot of his foot going into its groin. Yeah. <laughs> and I do like the, the creature. It's like, <laughs> slightly higher, slightly higher. But then it throws John across the room and sort of mm-hmm. roars. And John's like, oh God, okay. And he tries to get past it. This is great. This is John, like, natural 20 athletics check (laughs) (laughs) because he he's like sort of going side to side in front of him he's like okay I've got to get behind it runs at it and just flips off its back he goes off a rock and then just flips off its back just completely over does a somersault over its back and then like closes the door to the stash behind him yeah from the inside yeah and he's like okay and he's like wait a minute this door has spikes there's no reason for this door to have spikes unless opens it again the thing reaches in he closes it again and it slams the arm shut yeah it like impales its arm and he's like hmm okay that's a good start then he grabs his torch and he's like okay okay I got an idea opens it up shines the torch in the Kidva's eyes blinding it and it's like come on come on and then he closes it again yeah he's able to close it on its head so that it dies basically it's shoulders neck area it's like when this scene ended, it's like, yeah, I should have known that if a door has spikes, this is how you what is going to happen with said door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no other reason to put door spikes on doors. Not really, no. And I do like that the scene ends with the Kiva dying and John face to face with it, and he still has the torch on it, and then he turns it off, and the scene ends. Yeah, that's a, that's quite nice. Lights out. Then we see uh, Basog walking through the mines. And he comes across Chiana, who's got a mm-hmm. gun pointed at him. Right, you killed Altana. You did all of this stuff. How does she? She still doesn't know this for certain at this point, by the way, because she hasn't seen the scene with John. Yeah, she's just got it out for him anyway. And yeah. Basog says, "You're not a killer, Chiana. <sighs> no, you're right. I'm not. But I'm evolving. I'm evolving as an individual. I love that line. Yeah. And she's like, "You won't kill me in cold blood." She's like, "You're right." And she shoots. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. I love... (sighs) All right, so she shoots a pustule on the wall, which we've... It's mentioned in a line earlier. It's in the very start of it. Yeah. These pustules are poisonous. I had forgotten about that. Yeah, they're poisonous. Well, then, more than poisonous, it's like if you get some on you, it's going to eat away at your your flesh, and you're dead anyway, which is part of why she uh, finished off Temon right at the start. Oh. Because he had that on him. That's why Basak doesn't show up after this scene. Yeah, because it's like if you get some of that on you, you're basically dead. And then we find out why, because she shoots that behind him, it splatters over him and his arm. It splatters over his arm. And pardon my language here, but his fucking arm melts off. (laughs) And we are not given any kind of cutaway. We have a a close up of his skin rotting and falling off his bloody hand and it's gross and horrible and disgusting (laughs) and weird. Oh, I love this scene so much. And, oh, it's it's really gross. Um, I'm a biologist. I've seen way worse. Uh, fair enough, but oh, this is why. If you notice, like all the other seasons have a 15 rating. Yeah. This is why this scene in this episode. Oh, really? Is what get gets it an 18. Really? That's yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, the grossness like, of that. Really? Um, I'm just I'm double check. I was expecting way more something way more ex- uh, exciting, actually. Well, it was this episode was the only fast clip episode to get an 18 certificate. Yeah, okay, then it's from the, B- the from the BBFC, the British Board yeah. of Film Classification. Yeah, that's that's the reason. And no it's got to be that because there's nothing yeah. else in this episode that can no. even remotely do that. No. And it's it's really gross, okay? Like his skin <laughs> comes off, and it's a bloody hand underneath, and it's. Squishy and like oh. and wet. And I like red. I like them when when he talks to Shiana. It's like his bl- eyes are blood soaked and his ho- voice is significantly higher. Like you bitch. But it's just it's all in close up and it's not a no cutaway. It's like 
Oh. And like, oh yeah, we see like globs of his flesh fall to the yeah, ground yeah, 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 yeah. and splatter. And then the wide shot when Tiana walks away, we actually see that at that point, half of his arm's already gone. Yeah, it's, it's really gross, okay? It's unsettling. This really upset you, didn't it? It did, a little bit. I was like, yeah. oh god, oh, mm, nope, no thanks. Don't ever look up necrosis. Just no, don't. no, no, why would I do that? Why? <laughs> Why would anybody ever do that? I <laughs> prefer to That's why I studied physics. <laughs> Good enough reason. <laughs> uh, and then Chiana, yeah, slowly walks away. Oh. And then we cut back to who's hungry after that scene? <laughs> <laughs> Who feels like eating? We, we cut back to everybody the... apparently. Well, we're back in the canteen and they're all eating uh, the oh. meat. They're actually, what they're eating is the. <laughs> They're eating the the kidva. Yeah, <laughs> I get sure. And probably the stuff in the meat locker. Yeah, but John actually says like best he he, it's it's southern fried kidva because he fried it, barbecued it. Yeah, best, says, best best kidva this side of the boudog. Best barbecue this side of the boudog. He says. I, I like that. This basically John's Texas barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, southern southern fried cooking. That's what it is. Yeah. And they're all eating, and they keep giving. Uh, uh, Zan's like, "No, please, can I have some more? Can I have some more?" She's really hungry. Mm. Um, she's raking that stuff in. Yep, and on her fifth helping, actually. Mm. Uh, and so, Zan is. She apologizes to Aaron for what she said, and just like those things I said, that wasn't me, and I'm so. And she says, um, "I'm so sorry for you know reverting into the barbaric savage I accused you of being." Which is yeah, a, a nice line. And I and, and I do like that Aaron basic Aaron's response is so best summed up with the last line like shut up and eat. <laughs> just yeah, just shut up and eat. <laughs> Le- less less talking we're eating. Yeah, it's like it's alright. You're don't worry okay. About it. Yeah. You need this stuff. Mm. And then Dago and Chiana both go off to command. Well, Chiana mm-hmm. goes off first and then Dago goes to join her. And we see a shot of Chiana sort of looking out at the Budong. Um and then Dago comes in and it's like, you know, are you basically sort of like, are you all right after all of that? And it's like, you just like, yeah, sure. It's nothing. And he said, he says, you don't have to act around me. I love that. And it's like, you can drop the act. Yeah. She says, she only lets her guard down when she feels safe. And, and Dago's like, well, you are safe here. And she's like, am I? And they lean in and then oh. Dago walks from across the room. Well, yeah, he walks and with, then kisses her. I'm like, well, you didn't really give her any time to stop you, but okay. Well, no, it's not like that. They sort of walk across, and then there's clearly there's been an attraction between yeah, the two yeah, of them, yeah, yeah. and so then they then they kiss, and that's and then Zargo has this moment of oh, and he walks away. And <laughs> internally, in my head, I was like, oh my god, you taste horrible. <laughs> How did I not see this coming? No. What do I do now? Nah, but um, <laughs> wasn't it? Then uh, Chiana sort of turns away, turns towards the camera, not looking into the camera. She just yeah, says, and... "Whoa!" and cut to credits. Yeah, I, lo- I love that. The full <laughs> Keanu Reeves ending. Whoa, whoa! I know kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that scene, I was thinking, like, are they going to go for like they start the kiss and do like the romantic swell, and then they just start kissing more and more, and like they sort of lean, fall down onto the floor, and then cut <laughs> <Wow>. away. <laughs> like you know that that happens quite often, yeah. where like once they start, it then becomes a bigger thing. It's like no, it's just one kiss, and then they walk away. Yeah. They're teasing it a little bit more, which is you know I like that, mm-hmm. and it's not come out of nowhere like we said. There's been a few it's hints at a it, a little build up to it, um, but that's the end of the episode. So yeah, that was all right. I thought. Yeah. All right, I think. There wasn't much to it, to be honest. No. Apart from these few bits, like, if you want to look at, like, character development, you've got Dargo and Chiana, obviously, like, mostly in the last... Well, there's a few scenes, but, like, the last mm-hmm. scene is where it's cemented. Everybody else is on an adventure, apart from Aaron yeah. and Zan, who are... And trying even to... Aaron and Zan, it, their dynamic doesn't change that much. No. I mean, they shared a Peacekeeper mind meld, so... <laughs> You can't call... Okay, you can't say they shared a peacekeeper mind map when she headbutted her. That doesn't... That's not how that works. I, I, see, no, I see no problem with this proclamation. Fine at all. 
Yeah, so the only characters who really got developed, like we said, were Dargo and Tiana. Everybody else was on an adventure, and that was okay. Like, obviously the standout stuff for me was, like I've said many times during the episode, was the costume design and the yeah. set design, yeah. apart from the um, interior of the tunnels. Yeah. Which I'm absolutely 100% convinced are repurposed sets from Moya. But, like, it, it looked like a pretty good mining colony, and you had, like, smoky things, and it was... Mm-hmm. You know, run down, worn. It was reasonably believable for a yeah. sci-fi setting. I'm juggling between a two and a three. What yeah, I'm not sure. Well, I was thinking like I was thinking three, maybe when I was watching it, and I was like, well, comparing to, I mean, I, a we've made it harder to get higher numbers for this yeah. season, but I think it was it's somewhere between the two of them, two and a three. Yeah. It's not the worst. We'll give it, we'll give it a three. We'll give it a three. We'll we've, be we've, given, we've given too many twos this season. Yeah, we'll be nice to it. It makes a few leaps of logic, but and aside from that, I think it's a fun little adventure with exactly, a cool monster yeah. and some cool art, uh, set design and a really cool hand-melting scene. Oh, yeah. It's it's not boring. Like, it, no, it, definitely not. It has a good pace. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, yeah, it's all right. We'll give it a three. And it's not definitely not the strongest episode, but it's all right. I think... Really, if it didn't have the Chiana and Dargo scenes in it, it would be a lot more forgettable, and you could be like, yeah. you know what, don't worry, you know, forget about. It. You could, you could conceivably say to somebody, you know, you can skip this episode. Yeah, but definitely. because it actually starts up uh, a relationship between Chiana and Dargo, then there's something to. I'd say, to like, watch the last in. ten minutes of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, I mean, actually, just just for very brief aside, I. I very rarely actually give people that kind of recommendation no. to to skip episodes of whatever. I always say like, okay, oh, oh. do do you know which episode I would advise to skip in this uh, series? <laughs> it was is it Jeremiah Crichton? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I, seriously, you can skip that one. Yeah, I generally don't because I. It's just a lot of these things. Even even something something like Farscape is very good for this. It's like there are. Lots of episodes. There are very few episodes that have no relation to later episodes. Mm-hmm. So even if it's not as good, you'll get the better. Uh, you'll have a better experience if you do watch it all, all the way through, even if it takes a while to get good. That's my yeah. philosophy on those kind of things, anyway. I for mean, any kind of show. Sometimes you want to skip ahead a bit and get to some episodes that are good, so you know what's coming. I, if this first season is kind of bad. The problem with that is like, uh, if you front load people with really good episodes. And then get them to watch the whole thing, then it's kind of like a letdown when you're like, okay, here's the really well, good stuff. Now here's the really crap stuff from the beginning. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be something like if if you you're like this starts out crap, yes, but it gets Here, better. Here's one or two episodes. This is what it's going to be like in season mm. two. But you need to build up from season one to really enjoy season two. Yeah. So I guess that's fair. Then, you, then it's like you know what you know what you're doing it for. I just very rarely will say that. I'll just say, okay, watch this thing. I do get that people that you don't always want to suffer through the bad stuff, but nope. I would definitely. I get that. I just, I just like watching things from beginning to end, <laughs> all the way. Well, through. you're in luck because that's yeah. what we're doing. I mean, that's what we're doing here, obviously. So yeah, yep. three out of five. I think that's about right, and. I just I hope we get some stuff. Better that is. episodes. Well, I mean, aside from the way we weren't. This season hasn't been that good yet. It's been kind of average. What do we have? Like, uh, mind the mind the baby was alright. Vitas Mortis taking the stone. Taking the stone. And, uh, crackers don't matter. Okay, crackers don't matter. I yeah, really okay. enjoyed. That was that was that the was way good. we weren't was phenomenal. Still best episode we've yeah. seen this far. Picture if you will was kind of eh. Home on the remains. They have all this, so fine. Yeah, home on the remains. Okay, it's, you're right. right. It's not as as bad. You're it's right. not bad. No, like we haven't had. We've had a couple of bad episodes. Well, Taking the Stone is probably the worst one so far, I would say. Uh, yeah, probably. In season two. But nothing as bad as Jeremiah Crichton. No. But... No. <laughs> I, I'd be surprised if anything ta- anything gets below Jeremiah Crichton. Yeah. And I think, just looking ahead, but without saying anything, looking ahead, things will start to ramp up soon. Okay, good. And we'll get back into... I just we want to get back into the the main storyline. We want to get back to Scorpius mm. chasing Crichton. Yes. Yeah, more of that. That's what we want. But you know, nothing wrong with a few standalone episodes yeah. now and then. Definitely not. Um, but yeah, all right. Three out of five, like I said. So that's it for this episode. 
Mm-hmm. What's up next? Episode 8. Dream a Little Dream, also known as Reunion. Re-colon Union. Uh-huh. I don't know why it has two titles. Maybe we'll talk about that next time. But uh, here's the brief synopsis. When Zan and Crichton are stranded in a transport pod, Zan recounts the story of her time with Chiana and Rigel after family ties. Oh, this is the flashback episode that was supposed to be at the start. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, they land on the planet where 90% of the population are lawyers and Zan is framed for murder. So that'll be fun. Wait, what? It's a courtroom episode. Oh, sweet. Dun, dun. <laughs> so that'll be next week. And yeah, we're looking forward to that. But yeah, that's it from us this week. So thank you for listening. And you can find us in the meantime on Twitter at Hats and at Fadalkin in Tree. Yeah, I'm the second one. The yes. second account is mine. Yeah, his. there you go. <laughs> and go to carnwellhats.co.uk for previous episodes and other projects. And all of this is supported by the Carnwell Hats Patreon. Patreon.com slash Hats. Thank you all for uh, supporting that. And thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. So goodbye for now. Goodbye. <laughs>